Welcome to another Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64 Josh. On this bonus episode, we're going to be looking at Ask the Developers Volume 9 for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Part 2. Before we jump into this, I want to let you guys know about the Backlog Crew. There's going to be a link in the description if you want to join. It is a monthly membership where we are going to be tackling our backlogs. And then once a month, we're all going to get together in Discord and discuss and record. And if you've got your own YouTube channel or your, your own brand that you want to be able to uh, shout out, the recording from the backlog crew will be played right here on NPC. Now, let's jump into this thing, shall we? We are going to be taking a look at The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom as the developer part two so again this article has been translated from uh the original japanese content and the interview the images shown in this interview were created during development so this starts off right away with it says linking hands now let's move on to the things that have changed from the previous game speaking of which i immediately noticed that link looks a little different in this title doesn't he anuma says yes his right arm we wanted an iconic feature that would make it obvious at first glance that it's the link from this game speaking of link's arm hands is a major theme in this title the interviewer says hands can you elaborate on this and there is a photo if you're just listening there is a photo of link from breath of the wild and link from tears of the kingdom fujibayashi says titles in the legend of zelda series intertwine all elements of gameplay mechanics and story and combine them into a single game for this title we chose hands as the key theme to bring them all together for example abilities that link uses to solve puzzles are all released from his hand and arm we have included this symbolically in the game's mechanics such as having scenes that use hands when opening special doors this hands theme also crops up here and there as a key element as the story develops. Dota. The previous game was relatively was a relatively lonesome game, or rather an endurance game where you made full use of Link's body and strength alone to traverse the vast world. What's unique this time is joining hands and cooperating with various characters and at times creating items with Link's own hands and utilizing them as they progress. So that's pretty cool. And we've seen from the trailers that it almost looks like we're, we're, we're amassing a, a small army to fight alongside us. And so this whole theme of hands and, and uh, taking up arms together, I think it's, I think it's pretty rad and it's, it's something that's different. You know, you, you can kind of you can kind of get a taste for that in like Age of uh, uh, what was it? Age of Calamity, the the Hyrule Warriors game. I think my my I don't I don't have it in front of me now. I think that's what it was called. But the the Hyrule Warriors game, you you fight alongside an army, and so this is this is definitely as far as I know something new to the the mainline Zelda series, and also very cool. And it's and it's interesting that the the hand theme is is continuing throughout the game it's not just to make link look different but it, it, it's an actual theme that runs through the game uh takazawa says we were intentional about making this hands theme show through in the visuals as well as in the story direction if you watch the trailers that we that we've released so far i think you'll be able to get a sense of this atmosphere 
and he's very true. I mean, you see the hand keeping keeping Ganondorf, you know, at bay up until it, it lets go, and then you see Link reaching his hand for Zelda, and you see Zelda reaching out to Link and saying, "Lend me your strength," or we assume it's Link. So there's 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 a lot of if you think back on those trailers, the hands are a are a major theme, no no question. Um, Wakai says we also express the hands theme by implementing hand claps and such in the game's music. I love this. This is this is some behind the scenes stuff that maybe we wouldn't have picked up on just playing the game. So this is very interesting. Anuma, well, simply put, hands express the idea of connecting. This implies to the story too, which connects to Hyrule's past. It also talks about a major struggle called the Imprisoning War, which until now was considered a myth, even in Hyrule. Ooh, okay. This is pretty cool. Uh, Fuji Bayashi says the protagonist's name is Link, after all. I'm sure they're all having a good little laugh right now. Anuma says, oh, I just got the connection, and then laughs, of course. Uh, everyone laughs. There we go. Um, Anuma says, it's funny how these things work out, isn't it? You, you don't notice these things when you're developing the game, but then after you're done, you see that all sorts of things were actually, actually connected, and you realize, oh, that's what we were doing, you know? The interviewer then asks, so there are fundament so there are certain fundamental things that you wouldn't change because it's a sequel and it becomes a matter of creating something new within those existing boundaries. It all sounds pretty challenging. Anuma says, we set those boundaries ourselves, but new gameplay elements are born when we break through them. So we were breaking boundaries. Uh, Takazawa says breaking boundaries. That's a good phrase. Anuma turns out it turns out a lot of boundaries were pretty durable and he laughs. Everyone laughs. Takazawa says, on the other hand, the sound maintained just the right number of similarities with the previous title so that it feels like an adventure in the same world. Wakai, exactly. Uh, we intended to keep iconic sounds from the previous title, such as the sounds that play when you obtain an item or solve a puzzle, which those have been similar throughout the years with, with the legend of zelda um anuma breaking boundaries doesn't mean that you can just destroy whatever you like though those boundaries give you the basis to feel safe about taking risks elsewhere the interviewer then asks no matter how everything else changes when you hear those sounds you'll think oh that's a legend of zelda game right anuma that reminds me of the word deja vu cropped up many times during development we were supposed to be making something different but the various things we made gave off similar impression to what we had done previously. But as development went on, we'd look at the game as a whole and sometimes discover that those things suddenly took a different shape because of the new elements we've added. Until then, we were anxiously trying to try uh, to change things up, but at some point, we realized that some of them were already as they should be. This is, this is so cool. I love, I love getting to peek behind the curtain. The interviewer then asked, so there, there was one approach to make changes to remove that deja vu feeling, and there was another to keep things the same because it's the way they should be. But everyone on the development team, was everyone on the development team on the same page from, uh, from early on about those two approaches? Uh, Fujibayashi uh, said, not in the slightest. There were many instances, even later on in development, 
where we struggled to differentiate dif differentiate the two. It was a constant and difficult process where we in the development team continued to mull over and discuss until we came to an agreement. Uh, Takazawa Takizawa says we often experienced strong deja vu, particularly in early stages, and we thought it was imperative to transform how the game felt as much as we could. We worked hard with that and thought and with that thought in mind. But once we got to a certain point in development, we were able to identify areas that would lose their appeal if we changed them. Uh, Fuji Bayayashi says we started to think positively by calling what we decided to not change the great mundanity <laughs> the great mundanity that's funny um takazawa so by the end the definition of the great mundanity became became clear so even if a team member approached us about deja vu feeling we felt more comfortable asking them to intentionally keep it to keep something unchanged the interviewer then asked i suppose it's like when when a sense of values that isn't shared by everybody eventually clicks into place through trial and error. Anuma says video game development is always like that. When various pieces come together and things start clicking into place, there's a moment when this is fine becomes this is it. I think this is one of the most important pieces of content that Nintendo has put out for this game because because of that narrative of this being just asset flipped and not being something completely brand new, it, it didn't, it wasn't something that the developers took lightly. They, they, they don't take this lightly at all. And they, you can tell that they are, they are, they're walking a line of how do we make this feel new, but also familiar. And I love that there was like there was somewhat of a struggle. They would they would talk about the the deja vu effect. Th this is all really cool to know. It also gives me more hope when it comes to this game, not just feeling like like, like essentially a, a a DLC. I really don't think it's going to be the case. I I really don't. And I think the Sky Islands are going to play a, a a huge huge part. And we're going to talk about another major part in part three. And I've even seen some people say that Nintendo spoiled this. So if you don't want any, any, uh, it's, it's, it has to do with the world. That's all I'll say, but avoid part three. If you don't want to, to know, I, for one was extremely excited about this news and can't wait to jump in to part three. So this has been part two of the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom the uh what do they call these things ask the developer and this is like i don't know about you guys but these are getting me so much more i've already been so hyped for this game but now i'm that much more hyped honestly and i i i love that we get to see the conversations that they're having about the development of tears of the kingdom and i'm i'm stoked I am stoked. So I will see you guys over in part three. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you later. Bye now.